0: Hello sad heads and babies sad that's, is that what we call girls uh no i'm actually talking to the youngest demographic of listenership freshly babies? born babies that's right
1: newborn babies you should listen that's, to this show that's right we marks explicit on um, on uh, itunes but that e actually stands for einstein that's right baby, ba- einstein. Ba- baby einsteins
0: um today we've got a fun episode for you guys we are interviewing our good friend john robinson he is, um, you know, we'll, we'll talk about it. He's a friend of ours who loves to dress sure and, and has really great style. Um, this first, we actually had him over two episodes, and so the first episode, like with Young Chomsky, is kind of split into two. It's, the, it's, it's split into I mean, two. it's it's like, yeah, it's sp-
1: split two, just like uh, Unbreakable. That's right, no, right. sorry, Glass. Glass. I guess uh, Unbreakable was split like
0: 0. 0.5. There, y- yes. Wait, and then split well, cool. was, And then split, split one.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's 0. 0.5. It's like the
0: oh, or like the oh, 0.5 one, then 1.5 of a soul. <laughs> yeah, glass it's is 1.5.
1: It's not two. It's 1.5. There you
0: go. Uh, but yeah, we talked to him about his approach to style, his background in creating clothes, uh, what, it's, what it's like to live in Tradland. It's a, it's a really fun one. So I hope you enjoy this episode and then you'll be you'll have to stay tuned for for the second part you'll uh, have which to. you'll yeah which you'll hear about uh, uh two weeks i guess so something let's, like that. yeah some something like that is the name of my latest poem um <laughs> something like that uh but yeah let's get in to the episode okay and what say hi comment? to john Come on for in, me john I gotta play the. I gotta, hold on, let me let me play the uh, the intro music. Here we go. Hello, baby. Good. Well. Uh, oh, oh. What's another time except good morning and good evening? And I afternoon.
1: well, when I worked retail, I would always just say "have a good one" because that way you don't have to remember what time of day it is. So and there are no windows and malls. There's but that's the, not un- yeah. unfortunately. Ghost unfortunately, window? have a good. Unfortunately, have a good one is not like a greeting. It's. I mean, it's,
0: it's a goodbye.
1: Yeah, it's a goodbye. You could just say hello and well, not what mention anything. What if
0: it day. was? What if it was? Have a good one o'clock.
1: Have a good one o'clock, and well. <laughs> They better be listening to it at the proper time.
0: What happens if you don't?
1: You're gonna have a bad two (laughs) o'clock. Oh no! (laughs) And you don't want that.
0: (laughs) Nothing good happens at two o'clock. No. I mean, has the witching hour? (laughs) Do you you actually did you watch *How I Met Your Mother*? There's like a thing in that show where they say nothing good happens after two a.m. Oh, okay. Um, and I'm trying to think like, has anything awful ever happened to you after two a.m.? Uh i woke up i mean
1: <laughs> i don't know i'm trying to th- i'm trying to think like I-, I don't think i've ever had something like horrible happen to me a- after 2 a.m but yeah. uh, you know i've been like n- if i'm like up past 2 a.m i'm probably like not in a good mood
0: yeah i'm not like i am I- you know like i like you to know,
2: know porcelain throne at that point yeah <laughs> you know
0: i i i think that you know there was one time i think in high school where i like you know i i I watched uh how much a mother religiously because i love i I love falling in love and shit right like every sunday morning you would watch it (laughs) oh yeah absolutely and and uh, or i'd stay up and i remember one time i stayed up past 2 a.m and it was like one of those like long conversations and like you know you like a girl or whatever and it was like past two and i think it kind of got there and i was like hey man do you like me she goes like no like i like you as a friend and i'm like shouldn't have stayed up past two o'clock i wouldn't have had this information wasn't <laughs> worth it
1: it, was, it wasn't worth it to stay up that late
0: well okay so this is a little personal the last time i did stay up past two or not the i mean i've stayed up past two you know i'm a, I'm a big old night owl no as i call it um but there was one time i couldn't sleep i don't know if what, it, what i think anxiety like woke me up and i ended up like i don't know what it was i looked through my old like facebook messages from like 2010 oh no. <laughs> Oh, oh my God! It was bad, dude. It was like you're
1: not gonna find anything good in there.
0: Yeah, it was so much of like, "Hey, you up? Hey, what's like? Hey, no, you, up? you were <laughs> that <You> guy. <laughs> no, dude, I am, dude, I'm, I'm awful, man. I'm so bad, especially like I'm awful. <laughs> you no, know, 2012, like, hey, missed you. <laughs> oh.
1: Hey, Mister.
0: <laughs> hey, hey. Hey, you want to, you want to Skype? Hey, you weren't on Skype yesterday or like, I don't know, dude. It was so bad. I was like, God, I'm going to, i want to cut my eyes out looking at this shit.
1: You know, you could just
0: stop looking at it. I could, the thing is I couldn't, and I did not sleep oh, till okay. like 4am that night. And it was like, I, I wouldn't had, have slept dude. Like sometimes
1: a, I, sometimes I think about things that I did in high school while I'm driving and I'm like, I'm going to drive off this bridge.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> it's, it's like a car accident on the freeway, you know? Just, yeah, you, you got it. <laughs> look.
0: yeah, well, it's like it's surreal where like you look and it's like your dead body, like your pet. Yeah, driving by it, you're like, oh shit, that's me, man. It's like, morbid that's...
2: curiosity. We
0: can't MC... help it. <laughs> what? Well, what if that was MC Hammer? Morbid curiosity how about,
1: Hammer. How about the morbid curiosity universe MCU? <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> oh,
0: what a shock! Chief would I'd, I'd
1: be more I'd be more interested in that MCU than the current MCU. What are you morbidly curious about? We're gonna make a whole. Damn universe! About it, isn't that
0: what if Spencer?
1: I I guess that is what I mean. I wasn't morbidly curious of like what if the Hulk like blew up. Now that, I guess, well actually. Now that I think of it, I guess I would be kind of morbidly curious about what if the Hulk blew up. <laughs> yeah, we're living
0: in the MCU right now. The <laughs> oh my god! Universe. We're
1: living in the MCU we always dreamed of. <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
0: we've got live leak. You know, we've got watch uh-huh. people die. Well, actually, that doesn't exist anymore. How about
1: Watch Hulk Die? <laughs>
0: it's just the same <laughs> clip over and over. It's the it's same. Kind of,
1: this, again, This is I'm morbidly curious about it now that I'm thinking about it.
0: Well, it's kind of like how there's a whole subreddit dedicated to that scene in True Detective with uh, <laughs> with Alexandra... Bro- no, that's not her. What's her name?
1: No, it's Alexandra Daddario.
0: Dar- Alexandra yeah. Ambrosio is the Victoria's Secret model. And yeah, Alexandra Daddario different, two different is the album. one. If you guys haven't seen that subreddit, uh, check it out. It's... Uh, <laughs> john john do you know what that is no. never mind you can look it up look There's it up a, well yeah it's fine yeah, just, just like google <laughs> alexandra dario true detective i guess just do oh, i know and who she is and yeah. you'll and you'll well if you know who she is you'll thank me after looking at that. hey white lotus <laughs> it's a good show oh yeah i haven't watched it yet white lotus yeah um Anyway, guys, cold open over. Welcome, welcome. I to
1: think, s- that was a, that was a shorter one.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, we got we got a big we got a big episode. We got a big guest today. Big man on campus, BMOC, I guess so. Uh, B M O C. As I call it. big man on podcast, Mop. <laughs> BMOP. Yeah. BMOP. That sounds like what if it was like what if that is your name, but that's what you, that's the sound you make, like a Pokemon. Like on oh, your on a name Pia. is
1: BMOP and you just say BMOP? Yeah, Johnny,
0: can you say B Mop? Did your BMop. Did your
1: parents? You go, did you. your parents name you B Mop or is it like a, like a mental thing where it's it's like that's all all you could say? Well, and you're like, well, this is an. It's important, like the penguin. This you know? is an. Imp- well, I guess the penguin doesn't oh, just say penguin. This yeah. is
2: an important question in the like the the Pokeverse. People are like, do people give these names to pokemon and then they suddenly just can only say that
1: word forever i always assumed that they were that they said that and that's how they got their names i don't know why pikachu gets older and then he can't say pikachu anymore (laughs) but i assume that's just how it works
0: yeah i mean yeah i don't know like first off we're gonna have to get professor
1: oak on the podcast.
0: Yeah, I mean also I mean Pokemon are of the devil. I mean only God can create <laughs> create things. <laughs> Our god Arceus. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, Arceus. Not
1: po- Pokemon, <laughs> not Pokemon. Yeah. It's Adam and Eve, not Adam and and uh
0: Blastoise. <laughs> <laughs> I mean Gardevoir would be the hottest one. Anyway, oh. um <laughs> Yeah, but looked up. Hey, first off, look up Alexander Dario. Okay. Look like <laughs> like, up. Look up Gardevoir. Look up Pokemon Rule Thirty Four. <laughs> you'll thank me later. Mega I, Gardevoir. I always wonder if like mentor guys listen to this are like, what the fuck? Like, i like, do they get this stuff? Do they know what we're I talking about? I feel like it, it
1: depends on like what age demographic you're in.
0: And we get all age demographics. Yeah, we're, we do. We get we, all of them.
1: We're yeah. we're top in eighteen to thirty five, and then we're top in thirty five to sixty.
0: And I'm and I'm top in eighty five to sixty. Okay. Yeah, baby. <laughs> 85 to 60. Why, why is it going down? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, welcome to Sound Direction Adventure Podcast about the stuffiness. I am your host, one of your hosts, Ethan Wong I'm your other host, spencer Spencerotti. And today, as I said, we got the B Mop, <laughs> B Man on <laughs> B Man <laughs> on B Man. <laughs> By the way, B Man is a local like burger chain in uh, Southern California. I just want to let you guys know it's like one of those like teriyaki deli kind of a things. Um, but this is not B man. This is John Robinson. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks Welcome. for having me. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm sure all of you guys have seen me repost John because I do that to my homies. You gotta support. You know, gotta get him. She <laughs> does it to him. Yeah, got gotta do it to him. Uh, yeah. You know, we gotta get we gotta get John to those three digit uh, three digit likes. You know, that's how it works. Three three fingers.
1: Um, but <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, Dan Cook. And is that let me let me do the
0: shocker really quick i guess that's well three and a thumb <laughs> three i'm trying to do it with my hands i'm like doing spider-man kind well of that's thing the
1: like. only way you could do uh the shocker is with your hands you can't do it with anything else
0: there you go that's yeah i mean you can't see it but john just john just did the shocker what why do they call you that why do they, why why they, do they call it that <laughs> no, no. Right. yeah john you're it's not a, it's uh, an inside goof <laughs> we're gonna have to we're gonna have to explain that one off mic because it's not yeah. safe for not safe for work um but yeah for those of you who don't know john is our friend from connecticut yeah right that yeah, yep. trad trad land it's itself usa that's right mm-hmm. good old us of a
1: yeah I um, live in... and what's it what's it like in america um
2: I mean, when? Like right now, it's not that good, you know. Oh we've
1: got okay. mask I don't want to. I don't want no. to go over there anymore. No, I wouldn't <laughs> anymore. If I were really. <laughs> anymore, I don't want to go to America. <laughs>
0: no. Well, John, why don't you give us a little bit of an introduction about yourself? Because I mean, uh, people might have seen you on the blog. People have seen you posted on Sadhead Sunday. Uh, we've used, I've used you as an illustration for a lot of different things. Like you're in the. Um, like, the Wide Leg Pants article, you're in the Slouch article, you're in the, probably most famously, the sweatshirt and, like, uh, <laughs> most <sandpans>. famously. <laughs> I mean, that's, like, the one that, like, you know, I mean, I even said, like, hey, I, I... Okay, like, me and John are friends. We're gonna get to the full background, but, like, basically, we started, hang- we started like, talking through, I think, the Facebook group, and then I'm like, this guy this guy gets it. So, John, why don't you... Yeah, tell us a very brief thing about, like, you know, how you, like, background, where you... Not exactly where you live, but maybe the context. Of
1: it. <laughs> no, I want to. I want to. I want to know exactly where you live. Yeah. Also, what time are you going to be uh, gone? What? What? Uh, what time are you going to be gone? Are there any open windows, maybe? Open? I Go have no windows? idea what you mean. I, I'm going to break into your house. Okay. Oh. That, oh. That, that, oh, oh,
0: that's, oh. <laughs> that I, <one> went right <laughs> over our heads. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Missed
0: that one. <laughs> oh, oh, take no. it away, John.
2: Yeah, so I am John Robinson, also known as John Greenacre or John Greenacre uh, Robinson. I mean, how many how many many green miles are in a green acre? Uh, (laughs) You're asking the wrong guy, dude. I don't know. Um, But. Yeah, that that's my social media name. And actually, funnily enough, when I flew to LA just recently, my mom accidentally put my name on my boarding pass as John Greenacre. Oh, really? And, yeah, luckily it worked. Like they checked my ID and it wasn't an issue. But a lot of people just no, dude. Me as like
1: that. I'm worried because I'm like I'm some I'm always worried when I fly international because I think on my passport my name has a hyphen, but on my driver's license my my middle name doesn't. I have middle names for context and i'm always worried that's gonna like fuck something up i can't believe you got away with yeah like a completely different name yep
2: so uh yeah i got lucky but i live in uh central connecticut in west hartford so i'm kind of equidistant between boston and new york for context that does which
1: one do you feel more affinity towards
2: definitely new york okay um but yeah it's it's trad land out here this is where all the You know, prestigious prep schools are at Mm -hmm. all the country clubs, so that sort of has influenced my style. I'm I'm a student right now. Um, I go to university close by my house. I commute. I'm going to be graduating with a degree in philosophy, hopefully in the spring. Uh,
0: Only white people can do this, man. Like I feel like you know, only white people
1: can do philosophy. (laughs) That's true. There are no non-white philosophers. Yes.
0: (laughs) Um. Well, okay. Obvious, so obviously, you know, you're big, you're big menswear enthusiast. Now, and at one stream, if you, if you guys are big fans of the stream, you'll know last year we did see his YouTube, and he'd had some, right. he, he had some. Oh, that's right. He had some creator about what to wear to prom and everything, you know, and stuff like that. So I mean, you- I
1: gotta say, if I'm remembering these correctly, I gotta say your YouTube videos were a lot more polished than. A lot of the other like amateur YouTube menswear guys that we've seen. You had
0: like transitions and stuff. Like you like you yeah. like you like snapped your fingers and like the background changed or whatever, you know?
1: Yeah, so I
2: actually so I started um my college career at the Univers- mm-hmm. University of Vermont. Um and I was a film major, so that was something that I definitely was very interested in at the time. Mm. And yeah. I also realized like after getting to college, which was when I started that YouTube channel, that like college students have a shit ton of free time and as somebody who didn't really party that much didn't drink that much i did kind of a sport a club sport um but i was like okay i need something to do and i you know had it wasn't really, a job yeah <laughs> I, I did have a job too actually
0: oh wow um, okay okay all right but but
2: yeah as hmm. as somebody who really got my start and got like you know super interested in menswear through all those influencers alpha m teaching men's fashion real men real style
0: wow okay Um,
2: i was like there's definitely room in this sphere for somebody who has a little bit more um you know unique interests and like Mm -hmm. i don't know like diverse sets of inspiration because those guys all sort of wear chinos and denim jackets and that's uh, it
1: did do you, did you find that like your majors kind of like influenced your style? Cause I feel like philosophy and film major is kind of like, like that, the, the stereotype is you're going to dress like Timothy Chalamet in the uh, rainy day in New York, like in the Woody Allen movie that he did. Um, so like, I'm wondering, yeah, like how, I mean, I can say I'm taking a philosophy class right now and all this people that I'm right, taking it with dress like shit, um, I'm I'm wondering if uh, I'm wondering if that's different on the East Coast. Is there still any of that kind of like Ivy collegiate influence in East Coast universities?
0: Definitely not. Everyone dresses <laughs> okay. like shit here. Um. <laughs> yeah. Well, do they really? I mean, I'm curious. You know, we we talk a lot about you being in Trad Land. You've got some. I mean, you know, we we talk about thrifting. Spencer and I have found some great like you know 30s and 40s stuff. But over there, you find like you know Aldens and like Brooks Brothers stuff like that like so is it who who dresses like that there if it's not the college is it just old people
2: yeah it's it's mostly okay. old people all all the college mm. kids um all the prep school kids they wear golf shirts chino shorts boat shoes nike mm, sneakers okay. like it's
1: so i guess that's like that's still different than california which is like you're wearing like a like, I don't know, a Billabong t-shirt and, like, and, and Chino shorts. That's yeah. our
0: Ivy League style right there. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it's It's definitely, like, the contemporary version of the the sort of prep movement. Um, mm-hmm, you know, there definitely mm-hmm. are still some, like, Vineyard Vines people and some, some people that wear a little bit of polo and things like that, but for the most I part, did, it's yeah, very I casual. I did recently
0: see a, like, Asian guy from, like like, Ohio, and when I met him, he was wearing a Vineyard Vines, like, t-shirt and I was like that's interesting like you're Asian but you're also from Ohio and you're wearing vineyard vi- I mean I guess Ohio's mm. kind of like you know like Chase Ohio is from Ohio is the, Oh, and-
1: Ohio is the New England of the Midwest
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's what they call it um but what you said what you said earlier was intriguing john when you said like you know you you grew up like looking at like the whole like alpha m teaching men's fashion real men real style stuff but you felt like you had unique interests what do you mean what do you mean by that like did you was it like the style was different or that you've had a different like life compared to the like machismo manly man (laughs) thing like which which or was it both
2: well, it, yeah, it is kind of both. So my mm-hmm. interest in fashion, I think, stems from the fact that my mom has always been super well dressed, and Same. her style is very much in line with the whole '80s prep kind of thing. So a little bit of background. <laughs> my, she, yeah, yeah, your mom too, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. She, I mean, you know, she was my mom. For I mean, for those of you who haven't seen my face, I'm Filipino. My mom moved my mom my mom moved here from the Philippines uh, in like the early '70s, and she like as like when she picked up that preppy handbook like obviously like we, we switch and i have talked about this where it's like you know uh post in a sense like my mom obviously is not you know waspy or has any kind of attachment but she really loved like style and then watching like 80s films you know then, then later on when she became like more of like a mom or like you know as she started to do her career watching sex in the city so there's a lot of like not girl, I mean, early girl boss stuff or like, you kind of dress up. So I kind of get that. But, I mean, you're, you and your family, like, you've been in Connecticut, right? So there's a little bit more, like, thunder behind Yeah, stuff, right?
2: And so, yeah, my mom, a little bit of background. She's of a, of a similar vintage to your mom, I assume. Um, mm-hmm. She actually grew up on the Upper East Side in New York um, in a really? rent-controlled walk-up. And she wow. went to boarding school, or not boarding school, private school on scholarship. And so she actually does have that, like, very Ralph-esque perspective, I think, on the whole waspy trad thing. So she was an outsider, but she Mm. always really aspired to, you know, those sorts of equestrian, classical English, classical American styles of dress. And I I think, too, she always talks about how preppy style was really, like, interesting to her and, like, well-suited to her because she has, like – traditionally like scandinavian figure like she's very straight up and down not very curvaceous and a lot of the silhouettes that like are involved in like trad clothing yeah. are you know they don't highlight the feminine figure or they don't rely sure. on the feminine figure they're more focused on like you know different uh patterns textures uh materials and things like that and so sh- she's always like in a weird way dressed kind of menswear adjacent and so for I mean, me I that he, was a huge think... influence
1: that's cool I think the interesting thing about like I don't know like uh like ivy style for women is it's still like a lot of it is still just based on like men'swear pieces, mm-hmm. and uh yeah, so I mean, hey, take that ivy style- I don't know why I'm saying take that ivy style I don't <laughs> think they refute that, <laughs> but <laughs> i'll say I'll say it for other reasons, take
0: that ivy style yeah so so at what point obviously like you know same here, my mom was super into it like at what point did you start doing it like yourself, you know the taking it out of you know dressing the, with the way your parents want to, to the way that you wanted to.
2: Yeah. So I, I mean, honestly, my, my parents were always like very supportive of whatever I wanted to wear. Um, but when I was younger, I think like a lot of us, I wasn't always comfortable with actually fully expressing myself and experimenting with those types of clothing just because, you know, like I said, most kids were wearing chinos and boat shoes or Nikes or whatever. And that definitely is a more formal, but it's also just like a more intentional look. And I never wanted to stand out. I never wanted to be that guy. Um, When I was in high school, people knew me as somebody that was interested in fashion, but it's not Mm. like I was showing up in a shirt and tie to school every day. Mm -hmm. um, Except for on dress up days. So I I was an athlete. I was a three season runner. And every time you had a meet, Either the day before the meet or the day of, you would all wear a jacket and tie to school. Or I, at least, would make my teams do jacket and tie when I was a senior.
0: (laughs) See, okay, like, again, no offense to you jock guys, but, like, see, I feel like you get a pass if you're an athlete and you wear that shit. Like, it's... You definitely do. Yeah, I mean, I'm just looking, like, I, people knew me as a fashion guy kind of, like, near, like, my senior year. And it wasn't cool you know like I you know but I think that maybe the difference is like I I always saw it from like a like a vintage kind of lens there's like a picture of me wearing like a fedora and an overcoat um and then the round John Lennon sunglasses because that's not that's not what it's not gangster it's what Sherlock Holmes wore in the 2011 film Sherlock Holmes with Robert Downey Jr but no one gets that and so you're you know yeah. yeah you're, you're I think occupied. I was aff-
2: afforded a little bit more freedom to like experiment with my style because of my privileged identities, you know. I was an yeah. athlete, I'm obviously a white guy. I'm, you know, I don't think I'm bad. It doesn't looking. have a yeah, doesn't not have the same really context. Weird. <laughs> Yeah. i am weird but i'm not that weird <laughs> not thanks so weird. thanks john yeah i appreciate it appreciate well that. no because there always is that kid at pretty much every high school that's like the weird kid who wears suits you know and
0: i'm not saying I'm that, it that was you but I, I guess it, but, yeah. when i say
2: weird i mean like socially inept and there's nothing wrong with that i did um,
0: say there's a famous clip on twitch saying uh after school i would bring my legos to play by myself because that uh, that sounds weird but like i didn't have any friends so i would just bring the x-wing with me and i would you know make little little mock uh battle dioramas by myself And you know hey I,
2: I do all that shit too i just hid it when i was in high school <laughs> see yeah
0: I, I wish i i wish i was cool enough to hide it um yeah so okay so when did it, yeah when hide
1: did, everything <laughs> don't let anybody know anything yes. about
0: your life well you know there's a whole christian song about why you shouldn't hide the uh don't let satan blow it out remember that song yeah, um i do yeah, John's like, what's this? Are you Christian? Oh, did you grow? Is that like a thing? Culturally, <laughs> I guess. Uh, you but know, you never we went heard to that church song on
1: Easter
2: and Christmas. That's
1: okay. It. I mean, I I feel like I feel like if you like actually sang it, you might.
2: Yeah, I don't it's even. Like,
1: it's like this, well, it's just this little line of mine.
2: This oh, this yeah, I know little that song.
0: Oh yeah, that that's the reference I was doing.
2: I didn't know there were satanic references in that song.
0: Well, it, it, it's not the thing, it, it's the idea that, you know, you, you're not supposed to hide it, like, this is a light of mine, and you're supposed to say, don't don't let Satan blow it out. We you're gotta supposed to stop to let doing it... this, we, I, yeah. we
1: gotta stop doing this. Yeah,
0: when, when's it's our depressing. when's our annual, or our, like, monthly Jonah reference to Tales? That's uh-huh. um, all you. Yeah. Um, so, okay, so, you know, you're you're doing these videos and stuff like that, but when did you, when did the blog start getting to, like, when did the blog kind of come onto your radar? You know, and not saying that you know I'm responsible for everything, but like like what at what stage did your style go from like you know maybe taking influences from uh of men's fashion to you know i mean we've, we've talked about Chad Park in the Army for a long time. when did that stuff start getting in there?
2: Yeah, I think that was after I left UVM I took some time off, it took a year off, worked a couple of different okay. jobs um. And during that time, I think social media, honestly, just ramped up and the algorithms got really good. And I started getting suggested stuff from like Drake's, you know, I found out who like Jason Jules was. I found out who like Jed yeah. Park was. Thank, hey, all, thank you. Uh, all thank algorithm? You, Al G. All, yeah. All, wow. Pretty much all algorithm, I think. And, you know, finding those pages, you know, you look through their followers, you look through who's been liking and commenting, who's been tagged. Um, and I'm not actually sure how i found the blog but i Mm -hmm. started reading the blog first and then realized there was a facebook group or maybe the facebook group was made um and i joined that and Mm. yeah i mean then we started talking i posted fits in there all the time i almost never post fits in there anymore because we post on the discord uh but
1: yeah
0: yeah, that's yeah that that's I, i think i remember some of that stuff like you would uh, but I, I correct me if I'm wrong. Did were you already posting high waisted stuff, or were you already into that when at the time you first started posting?
2: Yeah, because I I don't think I actually started posting any fits in the Facebook group until I'd been reading the blog for a pretty long time. And during so you kind of knew
0: what you were getting into, kind yeah, of. Yeah.
2: And during okay. that time of reading the blog, that's when like my thrifting was just ridiculously out of control. Like I would go to thrift stores all around my area, like several times a week and i was always right. picking stuff up and i was able to use my tailoring skill to avoid the tailoring tax and yeah, yeah my my wardrobe I... at that time was burgeoning
1: so speaking of like you know i guess your tailoring skill so when did you start actually like making stuff because obviously uh for those of you who don't know john makes a lot of the stuff yeah the he's made, he made a couple like, of pants, the, the... jackets mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. He's uh, made... what
1: else am i missing shirts have you made shirts i have yeah yeah, shirts. he's
0: made yeah he's made a lot of stuff. He's made like Spirit Point collars. He's made like a DB work suit. You know, he's done patchwork mm-hmm. twill pants, I think, or whatever. Or what I've this? done patchwork Canvas.
2: twill pants and a patchwork jacket.
0: Oh, that's right. Yeah, there you go. So yeah, yeah, if you if you haven't followed, if you haven't seen it all on John's, you know, IG or whatever, he's done a lot. So when did was that also at the same time or like how was that? That going? was during
2: the YouTube days that that oh. my oh, sewing during that session okay. began. Yeah, so. I I had known how to sew, uh, you know, probably since middle school or something. My parents saw fit that we all learned important homely skills. And so sewing was one of those. My mom had taught me how to like hem a pair of pants, how to take in a waist. But when I was drunk, actually, one night, my first year of college, (laughs) I bought a sewing machine on Amazon. And yeah. I, you know, would ride my bike that was like sixty dollar bike from Craigslist a couple miles along a state highway to Joanne Fabric, pick oh, up yeah. fabric, and uh, you know, experiment with that. I made a couple fleeces, made some, you know, pairs of pants that sucked, and I don't know. It, it, it was just a good way to spend my time when I was well, like, well, yeah, like, shit well, at what college. was it
0: though? Like, was it being inspired? Like, oh, the things I want aren't found like i can't find that shit i can't afford like what, what 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 was like the the reasoning behind like making like not it seems like you know yeah you, it's like a hobby but like you made a, you make a lot of stuff like what's yeah. the inspiration mm-hmm. behind that
2: at first I, I mean it's it's hard for me to remember at this point it was like four years ago when i really got into it but i mm-hmm. i think a large part of my desire to To make things was the desire for details that you couldn't really Mm. find elsewhere Mainly being high-waisted pants Like now I feel like there are a lot better options and i'm willing to spend more money because I feel like my Tastes have refined themselves to the point where i'm not just throwing away money. Um, right But yeah, I I definitely wanted to make high-rise stuff and then later on I really wanted to experiment with things like belt backs action backs interesting pleating and that was all stuff that, like, definitely at the time, like, four years ago, you needed to go to a bespoke tailor to get that stuff. Mm, I feel yeah. like just even within the past couple of years, the options and the details that you see in ready-to-wear menswear have just, like, exploded.
0: Yeah, they're a I lot mean, better. It's still,
1: it, a lot it's still – a lot of the options you still have are – prohibitively expensive for, for sure you know guys and for guys in college so i think learning how to make your own stuff is i think that's
0: a very financially wise decision
1: i I'd like i mean it's like i know some basic sewing skills but i would like to learn how to actually make something
0: like i've i mean i've never thought about making anything because i feel like i've gotten pretty lucky to find what i've wanted and and, and obviously like i think internalized, like oh if i can't find it just it's not meant for me to wear it but i do think a lot of people like who pursue um tailoring as you know first as a hobby maybe they start getting into it is yeah like they can't afford the stuff and so they learn how to make it themselves you know a couple of people i met like one person who like learned how to make shoes in college like i think like they took like a summer abroad Hmm. and like you know begged like some artisan somewhere and like they like stayed with them and they like apprenticed and made shoes like now i mean leather is still expensive or good leather is still expensive but like they did they they learned how to do it you know or they they yeah i think nikki from articles of style also did a thing where like they like you know trained with like a tailor one time abroad so like that's it's pretty cool for like college people to kind of get into it i don't know if that's how the tailoring industry is going to be saved you know because it's kind of tough and you know the, the the salaries are kind of tough but uh but yeah that's but you don't have that. You don't have that, like, desire to, like, do that full-time or, like, to be, to be like, a, you know, no. a tailor as your career, I guess. Yeah,
2: just for, for me as a person, I've always, like, found a lot of joy in creating. I love, you yeah. know, having an idea, having a concept, and actually, like, manifesting it physically. Mm-hmm. And so that was just another iteration of that desire. Like, I, I for the longest time, was super into woodworking and, like, you know, I, a
0: renaissance man over here
2: a little bit. I mean, I, I just like cr- creating things. And so I, I'm yeah. always like, when I see something that I feel like I could make, I mm-hmm. I'm sort of fascinated with like deconstructing the process and trying to do it myself. I always figure see, like I can do it, you know,
0: that's, that's such a big thing that I, that, you know, and we'll talk about how you and I kind of share the same wavelength on so, certain things, but I'm the same way with like music. Like I feel like, You know, we've talked about the whole music episode, but like when I the reason I listen to a lot of film score is because like I know eventually I can like replicate this or use the ideas in something, you know, I mean, I think uh, pared down, it's like I want to write a bond score. Like that's like what that sounds like normally. But then it's like, oh, no, I want to use the techniques that John Barry is doing in, you know fucking diamonds are forever and then like kind of translate it because i know like i like i know i can do it so that's that's an interesting way to kind of approach creating clothing you know or any or any kind of creative endeavor like i'm the same thing with like when i see we talked about this in the photography episode spencer Where like i'm like oh i can shoot like that like i can mm-hmm. i can do that kind of stuff and or find my way of doing it like that's that's like a big thing of you know every kind of creative endeavor
2: yeah and it sounds like our process is somewhat similar in the fact that it's very imitative. I mean, the way yes, that I yes. started constructing garments was not by buying patterns and following the instructions. It was by taking a look at my J. chinos, you know, turning them inside out and being like, how did they do this? You know, mm-hmm, I can mm-hmm. see this is folded this way. I can see this was clearly sewn in this order. And then from there, I... Took those, I laid them out on big pieces of newspaper. I drew them out and then modified them to sort of, you know, give myself the high rise that I wanted or to give more room through the leg. But it was this, like, in many ways, imitative process, and that's how I like to learn.
0: Absolutely, you know, I think like it's 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 fun to to look at it from like the end product rather than seeing like the pattern. Like I think with with like film score, like nowadays, there's a lot of. Uh, comp- this, is, this is Ethan talk now, but like there is like YouTube channels that do score reductions where they take like a cue and then they like they, and they 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 download like, you know, like the actual composer sheet with like everything on like, you know, on like the big staff, like, you know, however many instruments there are. And then they they pare it down to just like lines of like strings, brass. So it's easy for you to understand. I feel like if I had started with that today, maybe my composer style would be different. But before I would like just go with the piano. I'm like OK, how do I make this sound? You know, or or it's the same thing with, like, I don't really like infographics for, like, clothing. I'd rather just, like, see in my in my closet how I can put things together and, like, okay, yeah. well, this looks 30s to me, you know, and this is how I would do it, you know, instead of, like, oh, here's the checklist of everything I need to, to replicate I, this whole thing.
1: I feel like I could be this way, I don't know, with, like, movies, because I guess we could get the, into this in the cinematic uh, way of thinking episode, but, like, when yeah. I, like, read books or anything... I can like very see- clearly like see scenes in my head like sure I, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, like I think very visually in a way that I've discovered that a- some people don't but the problem is I'm different uh making movies uh you need millions of dollars
0: <laughs> Unfortunately. yeah you can so it's not you, some, it's not you something can't, you can't do your hobby <laughs> you can't do <laughs> I, can't, like, I can
1: it's like I could if I wanted to just make like like uh like student films but I don't want to do that <laughs> well it's like it's like we've talked yeah. about
0: before we're like most student films are the same, they're so contrived and so like kind of meh you know, and uh-huh. that's not to say that there aren't bad that 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 there aren't good student films, but like you know most of what you see and again, it sounds like all of us have had like film friends who or uh, pe- who new people in the f- in, in the who are film majors who maybe are a little bit mediocre you know <laughs> well, um, and I- I don't think
2: we should be too critical of them because I think there is something okay with being derivative in the beginning of your career. You know, the work you produce being derivative. And that is not just when it comes to film. I think that's the case with clothing, too. Well, yeah, no, obviously. So much of our stylistic experimentation – and maybe I shouldn't speak for you – but. It's copying other people and seeing the ways in which we can cor- incorporate certain mm-hmm. elements of their
0: style into ours.
1: Well, yeah, it's like, it's hey, it's breaking breaking down the vibes and just separating them out, figuring out which ones you want to keep, yeah, which I, ones you want to throw away. I
0: guess in my head, I was referring to like what hashtag menswear or film bro stuff would be. You know, like that's in my head, like that's what it is where you have that ma- the hash like the hashtag menswear, the bad version, the mindset of that is like, you know, you're mediocre, but then you're making it look like you're better than everybody else you know such
1: as such as life and and that (laughs) is definitely that's
2: a film film school kid stereotype yeah i mean
0: yeah i mean you know when you like i remember being like you know we we watched um you know we had like a film competition at my at my college and there was one it's called like it and this is not such as life it was called not a through street which is like the like come on dude and like it was like some monologue and like flashes of like you know like streets and like it ends on like the sign that says like not a through street and i'm sure yeah terrence malick yeah whatever flashes of stuff that's cool that's fine but i'm like no offense this is kind of this is kind of dumb you know like it's just not it just feels you know contrived and again like you said there's nothing wrong with being super contrived but it's like at the end, I remember talking to the guy, and he's like, "Oh, well, they just don't get the art," and I'm like, "All right, dude, <laughs> like, huh? like, right, let's calm yeah. down a little bit, you know?" Yeah, um, it's
1: like when you do some when you do something really basic, but then you think that you're doing something incredible. I feel like yeah, I you know like I don't know. We had that whole. Did we actually talk about this on stream, or we was did. this just a private no, discussion? No, no, the whole
0: stream is called "Why It's Not Interesting That You Dress Basic."
1: Well, I, I was going to say like for, for I think I think if you were just starting out in like classic menswear, yeah. Like and you're doing the security guard like navy jacket, gray pants. I think that's that's okay as long as you're not like I'm really innovating here. <laughs> like if if you're starting out and just trying to figure out the basics, like i don't know just i i think we've, we've talked about this before but just self-awareness i mean yes. but like this, this is Almost this is what happens
0: like, across every like creative outlet right like like there are people like oh using jazz chords but like not in jazz it's like yeah like that's like music theory man like it's like it's like totally normal you know yeah. um but so to bring this back to bring this back to like actual men's wearing clothing. So you talk about like, you know, being derivative and like copying stuff. And we all we've all done it. We've spent I've talked about like, oh, we're just doing like Drake's or we're just doing, you know, Bryce and everything. But what could you say like, you know, now with, you know, talking about now, what what is your like inspirations and what do you what do you how would you describe the way that you dress? Mm-hmm. And I know this is a loaded question, but this is your opportunity to kind of like, you know, dive deep into it because it, it ha- like it changes every day for all of us, you know. But yeah, yeah go ahead. It, it definitely does. And I
2: think I have a relatively diverse set of influences. Um, yeah. But at the end of the day, like I always go back to a navy blazer and jeans. And I feel yeah. like that's pretty that that illustrates pretty well what my style is. Yeah. Like I definitely have that backbone of, you know, prep trad. And then I like to infuse elements of like workwear and, you know, Americana, milsurp a little bit and, you in general, keep it kind of casual, like, or at least casual in my mind. Um, But, I mean, over the course of my style journey, I've definitely dipped into, like, you know, rugged ivy, Japanese ivy, um, very preppy, sort of like a lot of reptiles, um, bright-colored chinos, tons (laughs) of OCBDs. But at this point... Classics. Yeah. I feel like definitely this summer... I was traveling a lot. I was lucky enough to do a lot of traveling and it forced me to think about what pieces I really want to bring places because like you Mm -hmm. only have so much room in your luggage. And so I found myself gravitating, you know, more and more toward like jeans, blazers, and then like OCBDs in white and blue, and then really basic plain ties. And- For me, I feel like that all works because it gives you this, like, sort of situational versatility. You know, Mm -hmm. I hate to be that guy, but it is kind of the boardroom to the bar mentality. (laughs) I like to feel like I'm always, you know, somewhat appropriately dressed for where I'm at.
1: I, I, I get that, yeah.
2: And simultaneously, like, not sacrificing my own POV, you know? I, right. I like to wear jackets even when you know literally no one else is wearing a jacket i, I, still I like feel your I, jacket, well, you
1: know? I, I think they're i think they're dumbasses because i mean it's like so cliche to say but it's like like sport coats like blazers suits like it very flattering like yeah i feel like i feel like i'm just like dressing on easy mode when i put on like a like a blazer i'm like yeah this this looks good for sure <laughs> and but i I mean, yeah, like
2: I, I'm somebody that like has definitely struggled with my body image and a blazer is kind of like armor esque, you know, it's it, you put it on and you always v. feel like you look good because yeah. it, it structures you. You don't structure it. So, right,
0: right. No, that, that's, that's interesting. But like, you know, talking about like rugged Ivy and all that kind of different stuff. <laughs> I'm I'm curious. We we've just had an episode. I mean, you haven't heard it yet, but uh, in in the timeline, it's come out. But we talked about like archiving your clothing and everything like that. Do you feel like, as your mood changes, do you feel like you have to buy new things, or do you think are you able to kind of use what you have to evoke different moods? Talk about I versatility. Mean, you know,
2: I I am at the point now where my wardrobe is big enough that. For the most part, I that's can what we kind of manifest. <laughs> yeah, I can. <laughs> I can manifest tropes. my mood. Um, um, yeah.
1: Just, th- just this morning, my clothing rack that I keep in my room fell over, and I think all my clothes are still in a pile because it happened just before we started recording. Oh Jesus! So that's uh, I have too many clothes.
2: <laughs> I think we all have too many clothes. <laughs> yeah. Although I, I did like yesterday or the day before drop off a bunch of stuff at Goodwill, and I was very proud of myself. I dropped off Nerf um, of guns hell yeah
0: (laughs) that was like my one of my things um but diving deeper into your style like you know you talk about like you know being in trad land and everything like that but you know looking at your actual style you like you don't dress like you know berkeley breeds or whatever like there is a lot of like kind of nuance there that's not exactly like trad and by that i mean like it's, you know, yeah, pleats versus flat fronts, but like, you know, you're doing like high waisted stuff, you mm-hmm. know, slouchy shoulders. You're wearing, you know, like you're, you know, wearing a collar bar with certain, or spear points, camp collar shirts. How does that kind of all factor into, you know, your trad land background? Is it like, you know, do you think that you're kind of rebelling against this idea of, of trad in, in your area? Or, like, or are you, like, do you, do you also like just vintage stuff? Like, does how does all the inspiration kind of come together? Yeah.
2: Yeah. That's a good question. I mean, Thank you. I do, I do definitely just like vintage pieces. I I think they're really interesting. I've always liked things that feel Can you very say unique. Why? Oh, it's okay. Yeah, it's it's the uniqueness of it. It's the fact that you know nobody is going to have that exact shirt in that exact fabric. You know that sort of that has always appealed to me. Yeah, um,
1: I that's that's one of the big things for me too.
2: And I also do like sort of the, like juxtaposing things you know i i yeah. like having the contrast of like a very trad outfit with you know something like a jungle jacket and that at this point has become a menswear cliche but i feel like that's just like a very interesting look in a in a formalistic sense yeah. and in like an intellectual sense you know this idea of like you know maybe high society uh conservative values and then like you know work wear, you know military mm-hmm. stuff i i don't know because well, yeah i
1: mean I I feel like all this stuff like fits under the greater the broader umbrella of Americana, mm-hmm. um, so it, it all it all just kind of like fits together in a in a way that I really like. I mean, yeah, I I do the same thing. Like a lot of my style is mixing of like workwear and and Ivy and military stuff, and yeah, I like it just because it's like it's like class, it's American style. It's it's maybe not like the most like, I don't know. I would say it's pretty classic because everything I'm wearing is like vintage. So. And honestly,
2: at the end of the day, I just like kind of am an enthusiast and I'm a little bit of a collector. I like clothes in themselves. And so, yeah, yeah, like just, (laughs) I just, I just like having a lot of clothes. I like having a lot of different clothes. I like being able to, you know, feel like I'm expressing the mood that I'm in or, you know, Mm-hmm. I, I don't know cosplay the the current inspiration in my head I don't, regardless of whether or not that's somebody that's going to be uber trad or very vintage or very western or whatever how do
0: you be. how do you differentiate between all those inspirations like I mean I think this is something that's since I get asked and maybe we can't even answer but like you know where where does the inspiration stop how do you know how it applies to you you know like and and Oh, we'll answer that first. I got a follow-up after that one. Well, so yeah,
2: it, it comes down kind of to what you guys have talked about before about this question of authenticity and, like, whether right. or not authenticity is even a real thing. I think if yeah. as long as you like the way it looks and you feel confident in it, then it's authentic, you know? And there are some days where I'll put on, like, you know, a Western shirt and, like, jeans and be like, this feels so freaking costumey to me because I'm not, like, in a Western mood. But there are other days where I'll put that on and I'll be like, Hell yeah! This feels right today, and so yeah.
1: and I mean some, something that something that you do that uh, Ethan, I you go farther uh, with this than Ethan I do because sometimes you wear, I mean you picked up the the, the frames with the uh, like just clear lenses or whatever from uh, old focals, yeah. yeah, which I I don't think I don't think Ethan and I uh, did we talk about like wearing fake glasses on the authenticity episode
0: no but i mean i i i need glasses so like i can't do yeah that. i
1: i don't need glasses for a long time i always like i kind of wished i had worn mm. i needed glasses because okay all right the character in, privilege, in national Ray. treasure yeah. uh who wears the that the comic relief character i thought he was funny i'm like oh i wish i wore glasses but still just i never that. i i could never do the uh, clear lenses thing. At, at first, I right felt, <laughs> a, yeah, at first it definitely felt a little bit weird doing that. Um,
2: but honestly at this point, everyone wears the freaking blue light glasses and we all know no <laughs> yeah. one gives a shit about their eyes. They just think the glasses make them look cool and smart. Mm-hmm. And I, I tend to think about clothing and like accessories in that way. Like it, at the end of the day, it is all just like art and it is all expression. Um, And I think glasses are cool whether or not I have a prescription in them, you know?
0: Yeah. I mean, so, okay. On that, on that note, you know, you saying that you like certain stuff, like what, when it doesn't have to be vintage and and what I'm referring to is like the vintage proportions, you know what I mean? Like how does that play a factor in your, in your style? Because, you know, now that you can make it, it's not like, it's not Mm -hmm. exactly about buying something or having something that's unique You know, lots of people wear wide fit stuff. You know, you talk about, like, body issues and and, and maybe, like, physique stuff, you know, where wide kind of, like, hides that kind of stuff. You know, it's not really accentuating. How does – where did that come from, you know?
2: I think it does sort of stem from my, like, somewhat formalistic perspective on clothing and art. Like, I just like things that look pretty and – you know depending on where i'm at you know psychologically like certain things are going to look prettier than others and that's why right yeah like i i think you know you guys have discussed at length that vintage has now just become like an influence on your personal taste and you actually care more about the details in a vintage garment than you do about the fact that it's vintage itself. You know, like when I buy a belt back jacket that's vintage, I care about the belt back. I don't care about the fact that it has moth holes and that it has personality, quote unquote. I mean, there are definitely some pieces where I feel like that personality and that authenticity does give them some kind of value, something like a jungle jacket. I'm never going to buy a tailor's version of a jungle jacket or OG 107 trousers. Because I feel like there is something necessary in their, you know, vintageness. Whereas with certain pieces of tailoring, it's about the silhouette. You know, I like wide leg trousers, whether or not they're from the 1930s, or I made them. And so like, yeah, being able to either make them myself or commission them, I, I feel like that's going to give me the same like level of value than like a vintage piece would or as Mm -hmm. a vintage piece would, you know?
0: Uh, Yeah. I mean, I think it's really interesting that you're, you know, you've kind of embraced the wide leg look, you know, and simultaneously, you know, you're also, you know, you're quite young with this, you Mm -hmm. know, it's not exactly the, I mean, I guess maybe now it's cool, but like, you know, if you work with a tie, people might not get it as much as like, you know, all those wide leg plants that you're seeing, uh, on like TikTok or whatever. It's how, so t- how does it f- how does it feel like being, you know, I mean you're you're younger than you're younger than me and Spencer, you know. So like it's kind of interesting to see like this maturity and and in, in your POV and such such great style. How does that factor into you know your life as a you know you have not even graduated college yet. You yeah. know.
2: I I mean if I'm being honest, I get compliments on like all of my weirdly sort of sculpted garments like. Like wide legs, people always think wide legs are really cool. Like, okay. People, people hey. think like my belt nice back training. stuff is cool. Like, yeah. So uh, it's not like I'm fighting against the, the grain, but I don't know. I, I feel like to me there's just like some sort of architectural beauty or like geometric beauty in wide leg pants. Collateral I love beauty. the way that they drape. I love the way that they feel like they're somewhat independent of my yeah. body. Like they're a form in themselves. They have that clean I mean, that, line down that, the front.
1: Yeah. That's something that I that I admire about the, like, I don't know, I might be talking about my ass, the, like, old approach to tailoring, where, like, in the, like, 1930s, 1940s, like, you know, whatever, the, it was like, I mean, we, we've talked about this, where a garment should look as good off, like, a person, at, like, as it does on a person. Like, it was the, the, the suits in the 1930s were, like, just per- perfectly proportioned. Um, but no, yeah, the jacket and the pants were like proportioned for each other where now I feel like a lot of suits, uh, the jackets and the pants do not look good together because they are like tailored weird just to be as slim fit as possible
0: or as form fit. I never really thought of it like that. Like, you know,
1: well, cause I mean, it's like, you see that a lot with like guys who are wearing like jackets that are like too big or like just like bulky and then like really slim pants where like, you know, before it was like we you know you have you have like the suit was supposed to give you a specific shape
0: right i mean it's like i mean i never yeah i never really thought about how ugly like an h&m suit could look like on a hanger compared to like Mm -hmm. how like a nicely draped bespoke suit would look you know
2: yeah yeah and, like, that makes me think of button pocket harmony, <laughs> Fuck Does you. It? Fuck you. Let's restart that. <laughs> just,
0: no You're one's going to know why we're laughing. Uh, no one's going to know why we're laughing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so button pocket harmony, mm. go ahead.
2: Yeah. And that yeah. makes me think of button pocket harmony, too. Like, obviously ah fuck i'm like this is so weird <laughs> <laughs> no don't worry no i get it like
0: when you when you look at the garment standing there on its own yeah like you want it to look like a piece of art you know it's mm-hmm. like it's it's the same thing as like having a silhouette right where you know you it just lines up and for some reason okay okay well first off to, to answer all this question do you think button pocket harmony should be applied to double breasted jackets
2: yes i need there oh to be okay that's, button di- pocket that's harmony different okay jacket. all right
0: Wait, is that like a place we can start at? Well, no, no, like no, yeah, we're we're talking about this, but it's like I mean, so I I don't feel like there needs to be on double-breasted. Yeah, for me,
1: for me, the more important thing with double-breasted jackets is, I think, the lapel, like the lapel shape. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's that for yeah. That's it. I don't want it to be a low buttoning stance, but if it's like a couple millimeters off, I don't mind.
0: Yeah, I don't. I mean, again, like you, the thing is with double-breasted jackets is that when you have it be inharmonious it doesn't necessarily mean you have a low buttoning stance but with single breasted jackets usually that's the case um in conjunction with the jacket just being straight up too short i just i've seen good examples of dbs that are inharmonious compared to not that many good examples of single breasted jackets that are inharmonious it's just weird i just i think that there's two different two different things but i mean I'm sure John when you know as you're creating these things I'm sure you pay atten- a lot of a lot more attention to like where things line up cuz you've you've like made double breasted jackets, you've made pants, you've made single have you made single breasted jackets too? I have, yes. See? What 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 have you
2: not made? <laughs> I don't know. I I don't think I've made any ties. Mm. I feel like, that's I mean easy. that seems
1: yeah, I was going to say that seems like the, the easiest thing.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: I thought about I, I like I remember a while back on like Etsy I found like a necktie pattern from like nineteen thirty seven. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, if I buy this, I could make any tie that I want for the rest of my life. Yeah. But the thing I with didn't.
2: ties is you need cool fabric. And so like unless yeah. you have some really it's, interesting it's, it's silk
0: like, yeah exactly. yeah, exactly. It's exactly. like you
1: can't. Yeah, that's not a thing you can go to like Joanne's. Yeah. For and get the right, the right. I, and fabric. I
0: don't. I, and I don't want Joanne's fabric ties. You know, no. no offense. No offense to those like I Gent Etsy, Dapper Day the uh, vendor kind of stuff. I'm like just not. Like that's not. That's not what I like from a tie do by the way john do you have any preferences on ties anything like that you you like or yeah because i mean you
1: said you said that you were into like bold or like rep stripes before are you still are you still in that mood
0: yeah i still really like
2: reps i mean if i'm going for a sort of trad ivy look i'm definitely gonna go with a rep i have like 100 reps um but other than that i i I tend to i do
1: 100 reps oh yeah
2: i I actually do i do 100 push-ups every morning
1: hey Um, i I was well well now i feel like i should actually do it
2: (laughs) drop and give me 100 but yeah i I like i like 30s and 40s ties other than that i mean i'm wearing a 40s tie right now because they're short and they have like you know very minimal or no lining so you get a nice Mm -hmm. tight knot which looks really good if you have an O C B D with a roll and yeah yeah
0: but okay, you, you made the great transition because it's like, you know, throughout like our online friendship that, you know, thankfully we got to meet in person for the first time this past summer. It's like you and I are like on and, and Spencer, too, like we're on like a very similar wavelength. Like you just like you just get it, you know, like when you're wearing like it wasn't just like, oh, this guy's wearing belt backs, But it's like, oh, like when we talk about like the proportions mm-hmm. of stuff uh, or even like the connotations things can have, like you are like it's- tapped in.
1: And it's like you know, it's like it's, it's like we got this from collecting, like eighty year old, like nineteen thirties, nineteen forties vintage clothing, yeah, and like being part of like a vintage scene. But you just kind of came to it, well, like mostly on your own, which is pretty cool.
2: I think the fundamental similarity between us and our approach is our nerdiness. Like we nerd out over these things. We think about them in similar ways. We, we, yeah, yeah, we're we're obsessed with the details. We're obsessed with the connotations. I know you lay out outfits, like, on your hanger. I'm always writing them down in my phone, and I'll lay them out on the maybe, floor. Like, it's just this, this, this like, nerdy mentality. Maybe
1: something that you nerdy are mentality. just born with. Because I remember before I, like, even got into, like, fashion, when I was in, like, preschool and, like, you know, like, pre-preschool, like, younger, I was, like, obsessed with, like, pirates. And... <laughs> I would like want like the cool costumes like that had like all the little like, oh, this has embroidery or like whatever. You, you didn't, didn't want
0: like what Smee the, was wearing with like I didn't the, No,
1: I didn't like, I didn't want a t-shirt that had like a print of a pirate thing. I'm like, no, I want the real thing. Yeah. And so it's like, it's just kind of transitioned right. to that, except now I'm like, I don't want like a leather jacket from a, a mall brand. I want like, you know, I 1940s. want like a World War II, yeah, like flight jacket yeah mm-hmm.
0: it's yeah it's it's pretty wild because like you know when we talk about you know who the blog is for and you know not to speak for you but there's times when you're like oh man i was just like you tell me i was just thinking this you know mm-hmm. and i'm like yeah like this is you know the guys like you are like who the blog is for we're like you kind of already know it in the back of your head we <laughs> you just need someone to tell you it's like button pocket harmony like it, like a lot of people were like oh i didn't think about it but like now i can't unsee it on like on like single breasted jackets you know? Like it's 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 pretty like wild and you know what you say having a nerdy background. I mean I am not surprised that you made mocks. Like Lego mocks. Yeah. Like that's and like I still I'm, do. Like, and you still do. Which is crazy. Like like for me I never really super got into it, to, but like I do have a mock of like, you know, Scorponok from um from <laughs> from Transformers One no. or You didn't okay. I okay. know, I Transformers forget Transformers. Yeah, I don't know dude. The, I only, also,
1: the only Transformers I know the one that pees on John
0: Turturro, which there I think is Bumblebee. Yeah, it's Bumblebee. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but like you know, I'm like I'm like not surprised that you know we have this kind of similar kind of approach to like you know creativity or like you know we both like star wars and obsessed about it in like the same ways like we know we'll talk about exegol you know my Mm -hmm. favorite my favorite thing Uh, (laughs) you do you
1: do love exegol
0: i do i love watch the darth vader one where darth vader goes with ochi and discovers the emperor's plan like it's such a good darth you know that darth vader comic book run is so good um but you know it's 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 fascinating how like you know as i'm like you know wearing like somber stuff you're like dude yeah and we both are like same user well right? yeah like and i
2: think it's because it, it, we're probably tapped into a lot of the same like people and in inspiration sure. streams yeah. just mm-hmm. like digitally um but yeah i think we tend to like analyze them in a very similar way and we obs- i mean maybe i shouldn't speak for you but i obsess over this stuff like to me i always describe like menswear as like my biggest hobby or my biggest passion and it's not just, like, a passion that I engage in when I wake up in the morning and put my clothes on. Like, all day long, I'm, like, thinking about it. You know, I go on my Instagram and I see some pictures and I see the sort of general trends that are happening. And, you know, I'm just, I'm always thinking about it. And I'm always, like, you are always keeping
1: up with trends. Oh, yeah.
0: I mean, And thinking about the ways that they
2: work with my personal style and my personal, like, approach to dressing. And I think since we do have a very similar way of, like, I don't know our approach to dressing. You know, we just tend to be on did, the same wavelength. Did you always
0: have a? Did you always have a middle part?
2: Uh, I've had a middle part for a very, very long time. So there you go. I I, I really like the movie Goodwill Hunting with Matt Damon. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and I have since like I was like really young, and so yeah, yeah it's not your fault. No,
0: yeah. I mean, yeah. It clearly like yeah. We're, we're both kind of tapped in, and we kind of see the same stuff. You know, come out and. On that note like i think menswear you know obviously yeah it's one part is it it is just clothing but there's so much to the world of menswear that you can kind of you know feel tapped into like i don't again i don't really know too much about your what you like from like art wise but you know i'm not surprised that you know there's other people out there like kiyoshi that likes like modern art or Mm -hmm. that that um like like uh, cody wellema even though he's like a mid-century or he's like you know um early early 20th century kind of guy with the fedoras and everything He still likes, like, Joseph Albers, who is a very modernist painter. It's all the squares and the gradients Mm. and everything like that. So it's, like, you know, there is, like, this common, like, holistic menswear approach, you know, that that is really cool. And I think, you know, one last thing before we get into, like, the bigger topic is, like, the idea of photography. And it's, like, you know, when you start getting into it, like, you know... Obviously, there's a Fitbit part part of it, but then I'm noticing like you bring the like like I do, you bring the camera places, you know, mm-hmm. you find where the light is. Like, do you mind talking a little bit about like your you know your photography journey a little bit?
2: Yeah, I mean, on and off, I've been interested in photography for a really long time. Um, mm-hmm. My both my sister and my brother are pretty good photographers, and I'm I maybe now at the same level that they are, but. Uh, it's always just been something that I've kind of transiently been been interested in, hmm. and getting into menswear as much as I have in the past couple of years, that's definitely uh, you know made me refocus in on photography, just because you know I love taking good fit pics. and then beyond that, it's just you, gotten me you to have like a
1: very good uh fit pick stage or fit pick location yeah. yeah yeah for those
2: who don't follow me i take like basically the same fit pick every day it's just like we have a little table out on my patio and there are two chairs and i stand in between the two chairs and regardless of whether it's raining or you know sun's shining or it's cloudy or whatever i take my fit pick right there and uh but i have been trying to branch out and like you know take fit picks in more interesting locations and you know it's just sort of gotten me into photography more broadly too. Like I, I've always liked like food photography and, you know, like sort of more architectural, more abstract photography. I love like, you know, photographing the way that, you know, light moves and like light, I don't know, highlights objects. And I don't know, it's,
0: I mean, yeah. That, that, yeah. I, mean, and I just love with menswear. I'm i just, menswear, I will say, I, I'm like, just an aesthete.
2: Like I care about the way that things yeah, look. Exactly. I like how shit looks, and I yeah. think I like. Tend to look at the world through like an artist's or a photographer's eye, in the sense that I'm always looking for beauty in places. Maybe that mm-hmm. sounds really stupid, but
0: I mean, yeah, I, was I, I think say, I'm with you yeah. there.
1: Like I like. I mean, I've, I've talked about this where I'm not. I think most of my energy uh, goes to clothing, but I also like really care about like I, I have opinions about architecture yeah. and, art and design and all this stuff. So do I. I just I I want things to look good.
2: Yeah, we're aesthes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, assholes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that too. But I mean, one thing I think you know that we that kind of brought this up is – uh, Mike, when we were hanging and we were walking back to the car after getting ice cream, after, um, our, our trivia thing, we were talking about, uh, Michael asked, like, how are you so good at posing just naturally? And like, can, can you, do you mind, do you mind talking a little bit about what we said? Cause like I, when you said it, I was like, yeah, do John, John gets how to pose, you know, <laughs> but you, you were, you were saying about how it's like kind of being elegant and like, everything yeah, yeah, do, right. Well,
2: yeah, yeah exactly. So taking as many fit pics as i have i've started to realize that there are like certain positions and certain ways of standing that either flatter me or flatter clothing and Mm -hmm. it goes beyond fit pics like i try to live my life so that if there were a camera always present i would always look Good, and so it comes into the way that I sit, the way that I, you know, carry I kinda, my head, I get that. the way that I gesticulate. <laughs> it's like it's you is know, this
0: American there's... Psycho, is this American Psycho well, right it, now? Like, you just well,
1: being... if you do it long enough, it just kind of becomes natural. Exactly, <laughs> yeah.
2: and so it sounds very like fake, but it's yeah, like but... it's the same way that we approach clothing. Like when we cosplay Brycelands, the first time you do it, it might be cosplay. The first time that I pose in a certain way or hold my I mean, drink in a certain way it does feel it, like sort it's, of it's contrived. not that
1: it's it's just like it's it's you know it's just like clothing helps you kind of portray the image that you want other people to perceive you as yeah. and i think if like i like you know i when i get like i get dressed and with a mindset like i want to look like like a i don't know like uh for if i'm getting dressed to like you know do something for work or do something like as like a like a writing thing i want to look professional and i want to look like i'm confident and i know what i'm doing and if i'm standing there like and i'm my my fucking like feet are like pointed together and i'm like like looking all nervous it just doesn't work so yeah you know, i feel and you to, twiddling your hands like yeah you really? have to have you have to i don't know it's like you have to i, I want to have the right attitude to match my clothes
2: and, and going back to what i was saying about like trying to find beauty and like how i'm always like looking for beauty in life like I do believe in like trying to create a beautiful existence for yourself, and it sounds so fucking stupid me saying it. Like, and
0: you're you're a philosophy major, I am. okay? I got, I got yeah. you. I got you.
2: <laughs> so yeah, maybe no, but maybe, maybe that makes sense.
0: I mean, it's like you know, I think I, to- I totally get where you guys are both coming from. You know, like. Again, my my big thing is that I don't I'm I am the photographer friend, so I can't I literally can't be posing naturally, but I do I do see it like I think menswear does give you this confidence, like you know when you're wearing it to kind of mm-hmm. be not a different person, but the person that you want to be, well, and sometimes also, and that feel, does mean and, kind of moving in that way. Yeah,
1: and I feel I feel like you, we talked about this earlier, but it's like just wearing like a uh, like a suit or like a jacket that fits really well. I think is going to make you kind like for, like kind of make you stand up a little bit straighter.
0: And I, you know, um, I think that, like, people um, who don't necessarily wear a suit, but, like, you know, all the stuff on TikTok, there is a sense of, like, menswear, too, like, that I always see, like, the vague notion of, like, oh, yeah, the wide drapey fits. And then, and these guys, feel like they at it, they're going on TikTok or, like, you know, throwing fits, they kind of, like, move, I mean, t- uh, throwing fits might be the more silly aspect of it, but, like, you're still taking advantage of how a garment is, you know, like these loose shorts, you know, or, like like the the, the, bl- the blousey shirts and everything so i i i totally get that i wish more guys out there kind of got what you were saying john about like kind of living life in that kind of way like i get maybe well, you know it's about i don't, i mean i i think whenever i told people it's, it's more like oh living life photogenically but i think mm-hmm. living life constantly or intentionally telegenically be that's <laughs> you know there you go I mean, um, I mean, and it's I
1: yeah. like I like saying living life confidently because it sounds uh, less uh, sociopathic.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah. And when <laughs> I say it, it sounds like when I say it the way that I just did a few yeah. moments ago, it sounds very manufactured. But uh-huh. I, I think it's only sounds that way because it's, you know, it's. Not very often that people talk about it that way, because we all go through our lives trying to look good. It's just like, how tapped into that are you, you know?
1: And I was going to say, it's like, it's just, it's, I mean, it's like, you know, just having uh, like some self, like, you know, thinking about your posture, for example, mm-hmm. is like an example of, course. of doing this. And like it, if you're if you're if you have if you have like bad posture and you're making an effort to like you know improve it then that's that's doing what I will say
0: it. I have the worst posture and I still look good uh, I just want to say <laughs> thanks Jake Grantham well and it's a um,
2: specific type of p- bad posture that looks good uh, uh-huh. yeah, it's, yeah. Not, no, it's and, not
1: like yeah there's like bad postures that just don't look good
2: because I so it's funny you say that actually. I used to have really terrible posture and I worked on my posture for a while. And now I've learned how to slouch in a good way because I used to slouch in photos and I'd be like, oh my God, dude, what the hell am I doing with my well, neck? Yeah, it's
1: like slouching versus like hunching. Yep. You know, it's like, there's well,
2: yeah. Ethan, and we, we were talking about this that same night. It's like, where do you slouch? Are you slouching in your back or in your neck? <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's true. Yeah. I'm telling you guys, listeners, like John, John totally gets it. If you guys want gold stars. You know, you got to be, be more like John. I don't know. Like, I think, I think, and, you know, obviously the people that, that we, that Spencer and I hang out with kind of exhibit this kind of same thing. And it's cool the more that we, you know, even like look with our conversation with Jason, where we haven't met Jason yet. I will, I mean, I might when this episode comes out, but at uh, as of time of recording, I haven't met him yet. But Spencer and I found a lot in common with Jason. You know, there's this kind of commonality with, that we all kind of have in, this kind of small menswear world and especially the discord where, you know, I think I forgot who it was JTR or Eric. One of the guys was saying like, you know how, even if we all have like different styles, we still think similarly in the way of being intentional. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think John, John's probably you know, again, he's a great example of, you know, maybe a different background, you know, but kind of, again, having the same estete, you know, view on, on menswear and the rest yeah. of, and the rest of, you know, everything that, that goes along with it ultimate sprezzatura ultimate <laughs> sprezzatura. ultimate studied carelessness <laughs> yeah um but hey let's 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 move into now the a bigger topic that we've we've had that kind of whoa don't feel sad guys i know we're fading out john's delicious and tasty it's like my my new favorite thing delicious and tasty delicious audio and tasty um okay. yeah it's i mean it's good you're you're eating up his words and ours at the same time <laughs> both words that's right both both of them uh but to hear more you have to wait two weeks uh Aww. i know it's sad but it's okay that's why you're here uh and you know it's not even a bonus it's actually coming on the main feed which is why you have to wait in two weeks to listen to it <laughs> um we're gonna be talking with him about going out attire which is kind of a big thing about uh something that we've been kind of hinting at for the last couple of uh episodes and kind mm-hmm. of incorporates everything just like it's, every other episode uh... it builds
1: it's a very interesting discussion, and I think you're gonna like it. Yeah. It's worth the
0: wait, as Gabe Newell will say. That's right. Will say. <laughs> will say in the past. He will say it. What about hearsay?
1: Uh, hearsay,
0: shearsay. That's what you gotta say about it? I ha- that's what uh, he- he- hearsay have to say about it. It sounds like you're uh, talking like double talk. What are you, a uh, Orwellian, bastard? <laughs> you Orwellian bastard? You Orwellian bastard! I will o- get you! ob ob oh, uh, ob that's right um but yeah you'll have to wait two weeks to to that it's a really great topic um if you want to follow john uh he has, he's only got one piece of social media and that's his instagram so you can go to one john john greenacre yeah it is he's the star of it um, Pretty cool but yeah, you gotta go to John Greenacre on Instagram. You can follow him, see all his great fits that he's talked about. You can see the ep- uh, the essay that I wrote about him and a fawning love over my son John, which is what I called it actually. That's that's the episode, that's the essay title. Oh man. Um, and you can see just how similar we are uh, because we are brothers. He's my brother's son, son brother actually. Your brother's son. Yeah, exactly. It's like some Chinatown shit. That's true. Yeah, come forget it. I have, um, i've already forgotten you've got alzheimer's yeah it's so sad what's sad see i got it too i don't i don't even know what that oh is. no you got what what <laughs> exactly uh to hear, you'll hear some more great jokes <laughs> yeah exactly alzheimer's everyone's <laughs> in <to> my family <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> I know, I um, know. But yeah, you'll hear it next week. You can maybe also join with us on on Twitch uh, this weekend. I don't think uh, it might not be. He might not be here for it, but we might just talk about more menswear stuff. You can go to twitch.tv slash Down Direction to talk with us directly. And if you really love talking to directly, like John does every day of his life uh, for the past three years, you can go to the Patreon. Uh, Patreon.com Slash Direction And join the Discord That is probably the biggest thing we can offer you Because we can't It's do so cool. Else. That's right It's so cool We've got a marketplace We've got voice chats We've got articles We've got memes Our beloved, beloved memes And we've got John in there So if you want to talk to him too Join the Patreon John is in there That's and for, the only way you can talk to him That's right It's a price of $5 But for $10 You get all that and more the more is me thanking you, and the you is the following people: Austin Malott, Shane Curry, Philip Legard, Audrey Jessica, Jeremy Ostriker, Jared Colian, and James Avanzo. We appreciate you guys, our sad cast fanatics. Uh, you can follow me at Ethan M. Wong. I'm Spencer DSO, and thank you to MJ for producing the podcast. Follow us on Instagram at Style Direction All Together, and uh, we'll see you in two weeks for the follow-up discussion with Sean. Greenacre Robinson, his full name. He says that it's not. I'm not doxing him. He said it already at the at the top. So
1: we should say his address now.
0: Okay, it's uh, 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. Yeah, he's Joe Biden. He's Joe Biden. Joe, didn't we say that like? Oh, I think um, Isabel said that um, old Cap looks like Joe Biden, and I'm like, yeah, he kind of does. Yeah, yeah. Do
1: you think they did that on purpose? Yeah, they they knew. Well, I mean, Biden is Captain America.
0: I mean. He came from... He time traveled. We don't know when. He did. Joe Biden did time travel. That's right. Yeah. He fell asleep. And then a little sleepy Joe. Um, and then he woke up in the Avengers universe. He, hey, hey, Jack, you got a damn Hulk. <laughs> hey,
1: Jack, I need the Infinity Stones. And you need to give him to me. <laughs> He's evil? I'm... No, I'm trying to. I'm trying to just do his like weird whisper thing that he does sometimes when he's trying to make a point. Oh yeah, I need th- I need the Infinity Stones to to save the world, save the world. It's important.
0: Yeah. <sighs> yeah, hey, we'll see you guys in two weeks. Bye bye.
1: Bye bye.